0: What's going on Rutherford Nation? Jake Seymour here, uh, joined with always like Reed Miller and Kyle Baxter. We have a special guest today, Emma Shark. Emma, welcome to the GRD Pod.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: So we got a jam-packed episode for you guys today. We're going to talk about free agency, the whole Hayward situation, and breaking news that just broke today about Evan Turner being the new assistant head coach. Let's start with free agency. So Salt Lake's uh, kind of had a slow start, not going to lie with this whole Hayward situation going on. But they managed to side two guys, Tristan Thompson on a two-year $19 million contract and guard Jeff Teague on a one-year veteran minimum. Reed, what do you think about this, these signings?
2: Uh, I think that everyone who was at Danny Ainge's throat can now take a step back and delete all their old tweets about him. Uh, I think that Teague is an immediate upgrade over... Uh, Brad Wanamaker, you got Tristan Thompson as an upgrade over Ennis Cantor who we weren't going to get Miles Turner after Gordon Hayward left. So I think that Thompson may even be an upgrade. Not and not saying he's an upgrade from Miles Turner, but as far as the need that Thompson filled for the team, that Miles Turner wasn't going to fill that up, uh, fill that need. So I think it's a win. I think that for the price, especially, he's a lot cheaper than Turner. So uh, I'm I'm chalking this up to a win. We can get to the trade exception later. But- uh, I think it's an overall win for an off season. I like that you're the top
0: Sonic. I'm not gonna lie, I did not was not expecting that at all. Um, I mean, he's one of those guys where he kind of just came out of nowhere. And this Danny Ainge signed him, not expecting that at all. Um, but hey, I'll take it two year, ninety million dollars. That's it. I mean, you know, looking at his stats, he's twelve points per game and ten rebounds per game, which is something the Celtics desperately need on the board end. I mean, he's going to be. I would assume those numbers would go up. I mean, ten rebounds and a team that doesn't really. Uh, rebound a lot so tristan thompson was going to be a really good rebounder and welcome to the green team tristan
1: fair so. enough
3: i mean i think it's weird because having doug mcdermott would have been nice because that was the rumored trade miles turner and doug doug mcdermott but um getting tristan thompson and jeff teague is a good you know oh it didn't happen so we got them like i would rather have tristan thompson over miles turner anyway um Probably rather have McDermott over Teague, but he's not the 2014-2015 all-star Jeff Teague anymore, but it's still nice having a veteran coming off the bench. I mean, it filled two huge positions that we needed. We needed a center and a veteran off the bench, so.
2: I think the uh, Turner-McDermott deal that was talked about so much, I saw the like were easily going to overrate Doug McDermott. I think that was a given. <laughs> I think it it work. Work. Yeah, he's just a
3: really good three-point shooter, but with Brad's offense, I thought that would be helpful, but...
2: You
3: know, I, think streak it best. <laughs> I mean what do you shoot like 42 percent last year it's pretty good is that true or is that just a number you're throwing out there <laughs> i know it was in the 40s i'll pull it up. out no, fish,
0: close.
1: That's,
0: that's very good and what do you think about these signings
1: um i love the tristan thompson signing for two years 19 million dollars i think we got him at a cert, uh, solid price and just like you said um, 10 rebounds a game for the past two seasons is pretty solid, and I think it's going to be much needed on the Celtics.
2: Yeah, they said we haven't had a 10, point, uh, 10 rebound a game player since KG. I think that's when it was. So, it will be nice to have that true center that everyone's been saying we don't have. Well, I mean, that's kind of true. We true. didn't have a true center. I mean, I can't
0: name, honestly, besides KG and Perk, I don't think I can name like the last true center. Like, you know, like that dominant guy that just grabs boards. I mean, I don't know. I can't really recall. Anything. I mean, you had Al Horford, but I don't really think of him as the true, true center, like old school kind of guy. And especially okay. later on in the Celtics guy, he kind of started to come out. But I don't know. I'm happy to finally see a guy like Tristan Thompson come out. The one, the one thing I'm a little nervous about is the Kardashian curse. I'm not gonna lie. Don't want. I don't want the Kardashian curse to happen. But yeah, hey, you definitely. know, what? I guess you, you get what you get, right?
2: Yeah. Worst case scenario, this is a, another Chris Humphrey situation on our hands. Oh jeez, yeah. Chris Humphrey. Anyway,
3: forty-three point five. He made. Two out of roughly four.
0: So. That's yeah, right
3: behind Seth three.
0: Days, like maybe, I said, yeah, it
2: could have been. Go. That's good. Could have been a good. <laughs> no, no, I'm sticking to my opinion. South Twitter would have blown up, up over that, yeah, guys.
0: Forty-three and a half percent for three. You know how good yeah, that is.
3: I'd rather have Tristan Thompson
2: than Miles Turner. So
3: I think no, you it worked. This
2: again. is what we did this oh. offseason. Like we fulfilled needs in just about all areas. Like, yeah, people saying we didn't get a vet wing. Like, there's still time before. Uh, training camp starts but um we got enough veteran experience off the bench combined with the youth and like nate smith to keep track with tatum and brown's timeline while also being able to compete now yeah definitely some of the um oh, you know, just definitely yeah. good pickup
0: that's a great point
3: i forgot we got knee smith so
0: fuck doug mcdermott
2: yeah we're <laughs> chalking up
0: get to the rookies in a little bit we're gonna move on to uh, jeff teague the veteran point guard coming in um, I mean, Jeff Teague, I mean, love him or hate him in those Atlanta Hawks, Isaiah Thomas, Celtics teams. Love him or hate him. Uh, he's definitely a veteran guy that the Celtics desperately need. Uh, give you some more depth. Obviously, you guys lost, I'm going to quote you here, bad Wanamaker shot, a.k.a. Brad Wanamaker. Obviously, lost him. Need to pick up a backup point guard, and he picked up a great one in Jeff Teague. Not going to come out and give you a 25 a night, but hey, you know, you saw for at least 10 and 5 assists. He's going to be one of those guys that you look at and, you know, he hasn't had a ton of success in the league, but he's definitely had a, you know some success. He was he was on those Hawks teams that were pretty good back in the early 2010s, so definitely happy to see him. And we got him on the veteran minimum. That's awesome. Bring him in. That's the people I was saying that we need, the veterans guys, to come in on the vet minimums. I, mean, I can't be more happy than to have a backup point guard like Jeff Green come in. Yeah,
2: and, uh, with the rumors of Kemba Walker being – slowly but surely worked back into the fold this next this rapidly approaching season the worst you can get is a player that can at least carry the offense or at least steady the offense while he's out I think T can do that
0: I mean yeah I mean I always tried to defend Brad Wanamaker from Reed's uh you know outrageous claims that how bad he is I always tried to kind of defend him a little bit but uh you know Jeff Teague is one of those guys that he can come in and back up Kemba Walker. And sometimes if Kemba Walker is hurt with the knee, he can come in and start. And that's one thing that you're right, Reed, that Wanamaker couldn't do. You know, when yeah. you put Wanamaker in that starting spot, I mean, it's not going to look good. And that was one thing that, you know, I,
2: you can't defend that. That's just how it is. But Jeff Teague is one of the guys that can come in and do that. Oh, that's the difference between it two. Is like, I, I never thought Wanamaker was ever just outright bad. Like, that's, that's a lie to say he is, but, or was, but he just tried to do too much for his role. And that just did not serve the team any well. This season or last season. Don't worry. For Christmas,
0: I got you a Wanamaker jersey being shipped to Bridgewater right now. It'll be burned. (laughs) Emma, what do you think about the signing?
1: Um, I think that right now the Celtics are on a very difficult platform with experience and old players. So there's a lot of young players, but I thought thought we needed one more vet, and he's going to fill that role. He's going to be the veteran role. I like it.
0: Definitely went on and got the vet guys that we needed. Uh, Kyle, do you like do you like Jeff or Are You still uh, still upset with him with those Hawk days?
3: No, I mean, like I said,
0: he he was
3: an All Star one year, so he's it's not a bad player. I mean, it's nice to have a veteran coming off the bench. Um, hopefully, Tristan Thompson moves Tice to the bench too. So with that,
2: um, I wouldn't hold your breath on that because I my opinion about that, that is. If this offseason were not as short as it is, and Thompson literally wasn't signed today, I think he'd be the starter, but with training camp starting this week, I think it's going to be Tice, at least for the start of the year.
3: I don't know, because Thompson's a better rebounder, so we'll see. Correct. Because T- Tatum and Brown last year at the end of the year showed like, that they're turning into dominant rebounders, so
0: Celtics might lead the league next year in rebounding. Who knows? that would be something i know tommy Heinz would love that and that'd be something kind of cool to do first season without uh the legend have someone that kind of just define tommy tommy always liked the big man that's something that i think tristan thompson will do a good job coming in and film yeah so i've got to do everything to make sure that the lake show doesn't repeat and pass
3: us the year after he dies that'd be awful i don't <laughs> even want to do that.
0: that'd be disgusting but uh you know moving on to the free agency you know overall it was okay Uh, obviously not the best class and and obviously with COVID too, that threw a whole wrench and everything. But, you know, I think for what it was, I think we got, you know, two good players. They're going to help out the team and, you know, couldn't ask for anything more uh, with the Celtics team right now. Moving on to the Hayward situation though. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, I kind of got a little heat from this in the ride the wave chat, but, uh, I deemed Danny Ainge, uh, you know, a lot of people call him Trader Danny. I deemed no greedy Danny because he wasn't making a deal, and I was getting a little frustrated with him. Um, but he finally made a deal after a week, uh, after Hayward committed to Charlotte. It was a four-year, 120 million dollar deal, and he got a—he gave up two second-round picks. Got a, I think what was it a 2022 second-round pick and a 28 and a half million dollar trade exception. So that is. That is huge. I'm not going to why that's a big number, but I want to see what they're going to do with it. I can't say that this is worth it until you do something with it. They have a year to use it and you know whether that's in the off season, the deadline or you know somewhere mid-season, you know, in the beginning of the next season. But they got to use it first before I can say this was a win. I mean, yes, we got the thing. We it's good. We got it. But you got to use it now. I'm not going to say this was a perfect trade before we use it.
2: There are three things that why I think is already when you can say. First off, Arodin doesn't walk for nothing. Second, you don't have to take on any of the Hornets players' salaries because I want nobody on that roster. And through, like you said, now we have a little bit more leverage now that we don't have it. Like, this is a very complex tra- uh, transaction. It's not that we can just outright use it now. After the Thompson signing today, we're now officially hard cap. so now we have to make other moves before we can use that mid-league exception. So there may be moves in the coming days, or maybe Danny might just hold on to that. I expect him to hold on to it, honestly. I don't expect anything in the... In the uh, re, uh, soon in the recent future or this uh, upcoming future, I should say. Um, but I'm not really sure what mo- What moves do you exactly think we uh, could make with this.
0: I'll be also I was trying to play around with the trade uh websites today, but it was kind of weird because you know they're kind of broken right now because you know all the moves being made. So I would like to see us move maybe some guys like some of those bench guys, maybe move and I'll package some of those guys that are making you know a couple million a year, see if you can get under that way. If not, you're to have to wait until the offseason, which, I mean, I guess is fine. But I don't want this to expire because I don't know if you guys remember, but you guys remember Gordon Hayward. I think it was, what is it, 2017 when he had that injury. They got a $9 million um, exception. They never used it. I don't want to repeat of that. I mean, I mean this is significantly more 28 and a half versus nine. But still, you cannot just, you know, leave this be and not use it. You got to use it either at the deadline or the off season. But please, please don't let this expire.
2: Um. I'm not going to get into like the specifics of what my point is, but if we're not still, I don't think Danny's done making moves all altogether. But I think the best possible realistic target, I think that we can get is Lou Williams. His contract is extremely cheap, and if he's being shot, he can come in and fill bench scoring right off the uh, right off the get go. Uh, he can play when Kemp is off the floor, like I said about uh, Jeff Teague. But I think it's far fetched to hire every single thing yet. I think Danny's just gonna sit on his hands for a little while I wouldn't bank on anything happening right now um but like we said worst case scenario is he doesn't use it at all and the trade is for not is for nothing because this second round pick that we got for him is a top 55 protected so it could literally be for nothing and not even convey it at all so it still a chance Hayward walks for nothing but I doubt it actually happens
1: yeah, that, that touches on the point I was going to say. If they don't use the trade exception, it all that work that they did to get it would be for nothing.
0: Don't worry. Danny Ainge got a second-round pick for Gordon Hayward, so he can use that in the draft and maybe draft a, the next guy in the second round because the Danny Ainge loves thing. those picks. Did you not just loves hear those it? Picks. <laughs> No, I did. I'm just I'm just messing around with the trade.
3: I think it would be better, though, to see like how we're doing and what we need this season. And like you said, Jake, use it at the deadline.
0: You gotta you gotta use it at some point. Deadline offseason. I would love you to use it at the deadline if the trade's there, but you don't want to force it either. Um, the point with Lou Willis, uh Reed. I didn't want to take that for you because I knew that was your big one, but I love that move. Lou, I think Lou will be a great person to bring on. But the thing is that will the Clippers be willing to deal for what? You know, they're not going to take picks. Oh, I- you know, they're they're going to want a guy back because they're not in a rebuild mode. And Kawhi can opt out. Paul George can opt out this year. And you know, they don't want him to opt out and leave. So those are guys you got to look at and be like, all right. We got to, like, right now for Clippers, it's win or bust, basically. Because Kawhi might leave, Paul George might leave. and You know, Paul George isn't the best like he used to be, but Kawhi certainly is. And the Clippers don't want that to happen. So, you know, what are they willing to give up? Are they going to want a Marcus Smart for Lou Will, or are they going to want, you know, like, who are they going to want for him? And that's going to be the big thing that, you know, says
2: that we get Lou Will, or we don't, or, you know, the other guy. Whatever it is.
3: Yeah, but well, they I wasn't going
2: to get into the specifics of it all, but I'm just saying because Lou Will has a very affordable contract. He's literally making... I think he's like eight, maybe even less than ten a year. I think he's we're making like eight a year right now. I think he's just a one year expiring after the season. But that's just a name I threw out that I thought could instantly be a affordable deal. And maybe we might have to cop up too much with that price. But I think you can package some of the players like we said to maybe make a deal if all go south for the Clippers, which might not even be this might have to be at the deadline, like you said. What was uh, Lou Will's, uh contract? I think he signed a three year, twenty four.
0: Oh, it's too much. I was going to say, because you have the Vincent uh, Poirier, you also got a trade exception with that trade, but that's only
2: two and a half, so it's not going to cover. Yeah, yeah. And you, the point the thing is you can't combine, I think we have three, but you can't combine all three exceptions into one. Right. Yeah. I just, because I don't know what's going to happen with that
0: Vincent one. That one will probably expire. I mean, those of you can use it to sort out a trade. Um, that And that, that that's the one I'm okay with expiring. Like, you don't have to use the two and a half. You know, like, that's something that's not a big deal. Because two and a half million, what is that going to get you? Another bet, which is great, but you don't really need
2: that right now like, you make um, we make 20 the, and a half the one that you can't let expire see exception in history you cannot let that go to waste yeah i,
0: I saw it on twitter is it not this the biggest in history that is insane 28 and a half like i don't know if people understand like how big that is like yeah. trade accepts are usually the things that are thrown into like even out the even out the deal not as something to uh you know like as to, you know what is centered around <laughs> i mean who knows? maybe this will be the history for the league that you know, instead of guys walking and you getting like a really bad, crappy return for him, you get the trade exception and you can use that for a future guy. That would be interesting if this is like, you know, the new wave of uh, trades. Um,
2: it's another, nice. Well, you, you go. You
1: go. Nice. Um, another interesting graphic that I saw on Instagram that caught my attention, I screenshotted it, is um the only players in NBA history to sign multiple $30 million contracts along with Gordon Hayward, is LeBron and Kevin Durant. I don't know if I would put him with them, but I thought that was an interesting stat.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's pretty interesting. Definitely wouldn't put him together, though. No. That, that, yeah, throw, yeah. throw
2: Gordon Hayward in the Finesse Hall of Fame. <laughs> Finesse
0: all. of it. No, I mean... You know, this does suck, though, this whole situation, because I like Gordon Hayward. I mean, you know, we always said on the G.O.D. pod that, you know, he was one of the guys that always, you know, you needed him. And you saw it in the bubble that when he wasn't there, it really hurt us. And, you know, we can say what happens in that conference finals, but he wasn't 100%. He wasn't. You know, he had the whole thing going on at home with the birth of his son, coming off the injury. It was just like another slap in the face for him. You know, obviously, the whole COVID stuff was there. Like, everything that could have went wrong in the bubble for Hayward went wrong. So, Looking at that! I mean, like it, it stinks. That's how it ended, you know. His, you know, he ended on a bad note. I started not in Boston, and, and you know, he came. It, it's just so unfortunate because he came in with such a high, high like expectations, and he. I don't think he achieved any of them, and uh, that's kind of sad because I really. I, I remember on the fourth when he signed, I was like, "Oh my God, we got Gordon Hayward!" And uh, you know, I think people forget how good he was in Utah, and he's yeah. probably never going to be like that again. But he secured the bag. I'll give him that. He did get another hundred twenty million dollar contract.
2: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, we, I've made all this before he officially signed the contract and left. I've been saying Gordon Hayward is extremely important, but I think he's replaceable. There's a difference between being important and being replaceable. Like, mm-hmm. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're important, but they're not replaceable. You Yeah, uh, Gordon Hayward is. Um, I think we did, like, the less is more thing that we did even last offseason when all those players left and we brought in a bunch of rookies. Um bringing less is more meaning Gordon Hayward leaves. Now you got a window for Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum and maybe Marcus Smart to take yet another leap. Um, but I know they said that Saw reporter saying that Michael Jordan and the Hornets kind of made the enter the sweepstakes like the night before when Michael Jordan called Gordon Hayward. You can't say, imagine saying no to Michael Jordan on the phone. You can, I can't fault the guy for saying no, for not signing elsewhere. Michael Jordan call saying I want to give you 120 million. And of course, you gotta say yes. He is the goat of worst GMs, the goat on the on the
0: court and the worst GM. I mean, like, how do you offer Gordon Hayward 120 for four years? I think that's his gambling problem. Yeah, I would, You know what? That is a very that's good take. I did not think of that. That's a very good take. That has to be it. Because that is an players. absurd he amount did. of contract.
2: No, you give Cody Zeller 15 a year, think he's going to pan out. He's not. You give Terry Rozier 19 a year, think he's going to pan out. He's not. You give Nick Batum like 27 a year, I think it was, and he doesn't pan out. That has to be it. I don't know why he,
0: like, and you know what's so ironic about that is that he's given out these con- these huge contracts left and right, and he made, what, like 25 in his playing playing days? Like, that's what makes this whole thing so ironic that he's handed out these contracts left and right, and he didn't make any money in the league, basically. I mean, he made it, you know, from merchandise, but nothing from the Bulls. Um, but one thing I want to touch on Hayward too, and I kind of just thought it was on the spot. I apologize, I didn't put it in the chain. But, you know, how does this whole Hayward situation, obviously, you know, two going back, Horford and Kyrie, how does this affect the future free agency market in Boston? You know, are guys going to want to come here? And I even go back to, to, the, to the Isaiah Thomas Kyrie trade back in 20, what 2017, I think. You know, that was a guy that gave everything to Boston and Danny Angel turned around and just traded him. And don't get me wrong, it was a great business decision, right? You know, you traded Isaiah Thomas, who you weren't going to win with, and you sent him off, and you got a guy that you possibly could win with. And, you know, you definitely improved, and on, obviously you had Gordon Hayward and Tatum improved. But how does that affect the future for the Because that was a guy that sold, gave his heart and soul to the team. You just shipped him off.
2: Like, does that rub players the wrong way? I don't – because each one's so different, like – Kemba Walker came from a non-winning organization, and Boston is obviously a winning organization, so that that's an instant upgrade. That's an instant reason to want to leave that environment. Goran Hayward's going to play with his college coach. Like, that's a pretty decent relationship. That's why he came over. Horford, that was a pleasant surprise. I think that was a, a move to get Kevin Durant back in 2017, but never panned out. But we were still left with an all-star center um as far as the future I'm not sure how it affects like we said Isaiah Thomas was extremely loyal and we turned around and just moved him uh Kyrie Irving comes in and we we trade for him but he it was a whole mess with him and then he just leaves in free agency and, and leaves us with nothing uh and Gordon Hayward comes but I think that just a string of bad luck was his, bad luck would sums up his entire Celtics tenure I'm not sure how much that play, plays down the road for future draft class, uh, free agency classes. Like next year is supposed to be a massive one, but yep. I don't know if we we're even a player in next year's free agency with the amount of cap that we don't have to spend. On that, no, I
0: was to add We're going to be a player because of the signing trade. Whether we use it at the deadline, then we'll be out. But if, if we sold the if we sold that trade exception from Hayward, we'll be a signing trade option. Definitely will be.
2: No, it's it's you can't. It has to be used in a trade. It can't be used to sign a player.
0: Right, but you can do a can't you do a sign in trade? So like let's say, I don't know, um take Kawhi for example. Kawhi's gonna be Kawhi could be a free agent. Let's say he opts out with the clippers. Can't you use that? Yeah, you can use that trade we'll exception. I'm Look, sure there's technicalities, right. but I'm gonna go ahead and say yes. I don't see why you couldn't. Right. So you can do that, I believe. So that's something where you could be we could be a big play in that offseason. That's why I'm saying I can't grade this until I see what happens with the exception. But and that's trade, kind of trade,
2: back for <laughs> <laughs> trade trade back for Gordon Hayward.
0: Trade trade back for Gordon Hayward, yeah. Um, I mean, my whole take with this future free agency thing is that, you know, say what you want about Isaiah Thomas, he was the guy that gave his heart and soul to the team and we kind of shipped him off. Right. But, you know, that trade wasn't centered around Isaiah Thomas. I mean, people want to say it was, but it wasn't, it was centered around those Brooklyn picks. That's where the trade was about because, uh, you know, the Cavaliers knew they already won. LeBron didn't want to say he was shipping off and, you know, they were trying to kind of get ahead of the rebuild curve, I feel like. So, you know, by getting that Brooklyn pick, they were able to pick up Colin Sexton Say we want about him, but regardless, it kind of, I guess you could say, improved it a little bit. But then a guy like Al Horford who came in here, right? Like you said, pleasant surprise, comes in here. Sentimentality and a culture in Boston was a guy that came in and lived and breathed Boston and was really like the heart and soul of the team. You know, kind of like, you know, they always used to joke around saying like he was like the dad of the team, right? And he was a guy that said he always loved Boston, wanted to finish his career in Boston. And what happened? He goes to Philadelphia and won't say a word about Boston. His like, sister's that has to rub you is. the wrong way. He doesn't—he hasn't doesn't said a word about Boston since he left. His Nothing. sister does all the talking for him.
3: He—that hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> was. Uh, did you see the tweets his sister sent? I see them all. <laughs> Up, read. Did anyone else see them? No, I didn't. I, I don't. Really I trashed
2: Philly like <laughs> real bad. Well, openly, yeah. She even she openly talks about how she misses Boston. We don't see, you don't hear anything from Al. <laughs> but so what? My thing with Al is that if,
0: okay, so the sister likes Boston, but that's different than what Al wants, right? So if Al came in here, came to Boston, you know, came here, right? Lived, breathed Boston culture, set the culture, set the mentality, right? Does all these great things, you know, doesn't accomplish the finals, but you know, we say, hey, you can come back and we can run it back, and he says, no, I'm going to Philly. I think it was...
2: So what happened? Inside job. I think it was an inside job. He comes into Philly, takes a massive bag, and blows it up from the inside. Come on. on. Respect. (laughs) And Danny, we trust.
0: (laughs) I mean, I'm honestly, though, like, I want to know what happened there with Al Horford, because that whole situation happened incredibly quick. I remember when when that happened, I remember he was originally supposed to come back. He was... I didn't. There was a report that came out that said, and multiple reports too, that he was going to opt out t- and then re-sign a team-friendly deal. And he opted out, and then I think like after he opted out, like twelve or twelve hours later, or something it was like, oh, he's in talks with Philly. And we were like, what, Philly? And then all of a sudden, he signed that one hundred and ten million dollar contract with Philly. I'm like, how did they even get that cap room? Because nobody thought Philly could sign anyone. And they turned around, they signed. They signed. Um, it was Al Horford, hit Tobias Harris, like a hundred and ten. And they re-signed
2: Harris, and, then- and let Jimmy walk. That was the year that Simmons' big extension kicked in, too. so they were way over the cap. But they right. got they got back under it, I think, with the hit with a Orford and Josh Richardson deal. So good job for Dale Moria's on his first night a uh, draft night, getting him back on the cast base and sort of riding the ship.
0: I mean, so I mean, I don't know what happened there. Maybe it's as simple as money speaks, and he got a huge contract that he didn't think he could get, and it, you know what, you got to take it, right? But I don't know. I just feel like they just rubbed me the wrong way about how it all happened because it happened so quickly. And honestly, you know, now you have a guy like Hayward who, you know, same thing. And then not to mention too, this guy is a whole different level, but bring a guy like Terry Rozier who went on national talk shows and trashed the Celtics. I mean, he's a whole different guy. Not even on any of those three guys levels, but still, you know, he's the guy that came out and trashed us on national TV. I think it was at first take he came on. And I think Stephen A. Smith said to him, like, oh, you're going to come back? And he's like, no, I think I'm going to have to, yeah, have yes, to leave no, like that. That. Like, him. Yes, if this team runs it back as is, is he staying? And he said, no, nah, you got to go. And then Danny shipped him off. But, I mean, still, like, that's a guy, you know, not the same level as the other three, but, you you know, he trashed us on national TV. That's something that you can't take lightly.
2: So, so then again, he's another bad getter by Michael Jordan. Yes, he I is. I think we should have right. thrown Michael Jordan in, as, in the trade for Hayward. Michael Jordan, Jordan could have came. The 15th man, he can't be worse than Brad Wanermaker. Can't um, be worse me worst person Edwards. Come on, no, but
0: um, I don't know. Just kind of weird. Um, going back to that trade section though, there are a couple of guys we could target with this. Um, I think there's two big names. One of them was more realistic than the other. So, you guys want to start with the more realistic one or the unrealistic one that is just like someone you can dream about tonight when we're sleeping?
1: Unrealistic. If you unrealistic. say
0: Nikola Jokic. No. I swear to god. I don't. He's not even on the list. I got two guys on the two guys right here. One of them is I could definitely see happening. This one, no way. If, if this ha- if this trade I'm about to say happens, and it's not specific or anything, just like the big guy, if this happens, I will never say anything bad about Danny Age again. And you won't even he- – the, the term greedy Danny or quarter Danny, whatever you want to say, will never be spoken across my lips again. I will call him Trader Danny for the rest of uh, my career in this. But anyways, uh, the uh, first trade, what about Giannis? Giannis is obviously in Milwaukee. There's a huge thing with Giannis going on right now. Can is there a way that you can do a signing trade with Giannis in Milwaukee? If he really wants under Milwaukee, does that happen? I, I heard the radio it. today. It's not that far fetched. It's far fetched. Don't get me wrong, right? But it could happen. He, um, I know I heard on the radio. I think 98.5, They were saying like there was talks. Uh, Giannis was talking to, to different guys in the league. One of them was obviously Luca because of that European uh, connection. But he also talked to Tatum, I guess, supposedly. And also, there's a. I guess I didn't even know this, but there's a deep Greek. Uh, demographic in boston and obviously with him being from uh greece that could be something that uh i don't know helps with that maybe if that's what he wants so i mean it's not far-fetched but it's also very far-fetched i want to hear your guys thoughts on that
2: if that's true i'm giving up everybody not named jason tatum or Jalen brown <laughs> take them all take brad stevens take the red back signature at half court
1: Okay, that's, that's,
2: that's a little too Fall hard. down half the banners. I don't care. I'll give him away 16 banners for Giannis.
1: I would love to see Giannis here. He, he They could build this, uh, the whole team about him. I agree. Everybody but Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. I don't know about get rid of them, but those three could, could really be built around.
0: I think Brown's, if, if Giannis is available, I think the only guy not touchable is Tatum. Everyone else is touchable. Brown's good. Brown, don't long. Brown. I like Brown. But, I mean, if you can get a guy like Giannis and you got to give him a Brown, you got to do it. Come on. Brown, I mean... I'm,
2: glad I'm not the one making it.
0: Say what you want to do about Brown. Brown's a great guy, great player, does all these great things, but he'll never be a Giannis Anakumbo. Never. Giannis Anakumbo is a once-a-generational in player. Now, save that quote right there. Save it? Oh, I'll come back to that. <laughs>
3: I don't know. I don't know how much you want to blow up the team when you're a couple pieces away from a championship,
0: but exactly. Yeah, but you can get a literal superstar. What? What's eating on the show?
3: Come on.
0: <laughs> we have Tatum. Tatum's gonna be a superstar, so. So he's gonna hold a hope for Tatum. I mean, not a bad option. The second but option. I'll give him a couple of years. He'll be an MVP candidate, guaranteed. I'll give you that. I mean, I don't know, bro um Thank hopefully fingers crossed
2: right down, brown
0: short so i don't know that Giannis is kind of one that i'm going to think about tonight when i'm closing my eyes and think about Giannis in the Celtics uniform and think of happy thoughts but one of them that's a little more realistic come back to reality jake yeah drag <laughs> me back in please snap me back um but the one that's more realistic is bradley beal he's a st louis kid obviously jason tatum loves st louis right um i said in the story that you know um I wasn't, I would, you know, I wasn't a big fan of Bradley Beal, but the more I thought about it, and the more I don't know how you fit in the system because I think if you get him, he's gonna want to start. Obviously, you wouldn't come off the bench. Um, would your starting line look like Kemba, Beal, Brown at the three, Tatum at the four, and then I don't know Tristan at the five, or you know, however that whole thing works out. So, you know what happens
2: there? Does Brown go to the bench? You know, like I don't know how that lineup works. I'm not gonna talk about that. It doesn't. But, no. I'm gonna cut you off there. That's not even possible because we have a 28.5 million exception, and Bra- uh, Bradley Beal is 28.8. Yeah, but you could. You throw can't a, you add could the throw salaries. It. Yes, but you make could throw work. a player to make it work. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But that's like, what
0: I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying, like hypothetically, yeah, could awesome. you could use the trade exception plus some other pieces to do it. Like for example, I don't think I don't think the trade exception plus Giannis would work. But you know, you could do the trade exception plus X, Y, and Z for Giannis. You know, whatever. I'm not talking about specific. I'm talking about guys that I think would you know could come here. Uh, unrealistically or realistically, but you know, back to Beal though, he's a St. Louis kid. We all know Tatum loves his roots from St. Louis. Uh, you know, always, every time you see him in a picture, I feel like he's either wearing, I feel like a Celtics hat or the St. Louis Cardinals hat because it has the St. Louis, like, you know, the S and a T and the L I think on it. So obviously loves St. Louis so it can help retain Tatum and they're already friends a little bit because they have the same roots. So, I mean, if, if you can get Bradley Beal and it's going to help retain Tatum, why not do it? You know, because that's a guy that, you know, he's going to be good and Washington might be looking to blow this thing up because if they have another poor year, I mean, you know, Beal's getting old, John Wall's coming off of, you know, those horrible injuries. Why not blow it up? I and mean, you know, maybe you get some picks and, you know, whatever player comes in with it and you get a trade exception that you can use to trade for someone or do a sign trade, like whatever, you know, why not do that? But that's one that I feel like is more realistic.
2: Oh, I'm going to let someone else go because I don't know how I feel about
3: that. <laughs> I would not want that. Jesus plus Washington's not going to give him up unless we give him
2: like everything. I think he's the he's the prime example of good stats on bad team. Like there's a whole other side of the ball that Bradley Beal is st- st- statistically the worst one among the worst in the league at a defense.
3: I'm also worried too that that's what Tristan Thompson's going to be cuz he's been playing on the Cavs for so many years now that it's like is he just scoring on a bad team cuz someone has to score on a bad team? So is that Tristan or
0: yeah, but he was in the finals. I mean, I, I'll take a look at his stats, but I don't think he had a bad finals run. I mean, not that I, can, I don't know how I can think of. I don't remember looking at that and saying, oh my gosh, Thompson was horrific.
2: No, he was very, no, he was very good in, those, in that series.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I don't remember thinking he was bad at all in the finals run. I, yeah. I
2: think I remember thinking he was doing pretty good. I wish that Horford was still in the Sixers because he gave Horford fits in those uh, conference finals. Oh, he did He did. That was bad.
0: Oof, that was bad. Yeah, so on that finals run, I'm just pulling up now. Uh, oh, shoot. This, this isn't the right number. Oh, I can't anyway, find it. be the but biggest anyways. Bradley Beal. Plus, we'd have to give him so many picks if they were doing that. Okay, the picks. Again, the picks. Get rid of them. Why are we holding on to picks? Get rid of them. If you can get a guy like Bradley Beal, trade him. Bye. Don't get no rookies. Have
3: Bradley Beal, we have Kemba.
0: Yeah, but picks. And if you need to give up Kemba and keep the exception, by all means do it, because oh. Kemba's knee. Who knows what's going on with that? I love you. I'm literally wearing Kemba's jersey. I like Kemba, but if his knee's going to be really bad, move him because we can't have another point guard who you know is you know has a, injuries. Like I love Kemba. I hope he's just fine this season, but because he was a beast last season, people forget that how good he was. He Not started on the All Star team. Yeah, exactly. He was an absolute beast. That's why I bought his jersey because he was in, he was doing really good. But I'm just if worried. his knee is going to be a
2: concern, then it's it's a problem, and that's a big problem. I'm just worried about the quick turnaround from last season to the start of this season. I think there's going to be a lot of load manage, uh, load management for Kemba. we well, rightfully so. I don't expect him to play the first ten games. Top, uh, that, minimum. That's why they went out and got a
0: guy like Jeff Teague because exactly. I feel like in the playoffs he was rushed to come back, and I think now they're going to be like, Yo, listen, just hold up, do what you need. We're going to do what you need to do. We're going to have Jeff Teague. You'll be fine.
2: Oh, yeah, the guy know. that can come in and start. Everyone who's saying how Kamba had no time to rest his knee, like, how could he not have rested his knee during quarantine? There's no right. practice facility during the, most of the quarantine, so he literally cannot train his knee. He had to rehab it, but he was rushed from the rehab, from the start of the, opening the training facility to the start of the bubble, and now from the start of the end of the season to the start of this season. So I think you just got to be patient with him. I'm not too worried about him long-term, but it just stinks right now. They, you know, there's all this uncertainty.
0: I got a hot take. Just thought of it on the spot. If Kemba Walker's knee isn't 100%, or even well, even say like 80, 90%, don't be surprised if if they rest him and Jeff T starts straight up, or Marcus Smart. Don't be surprised. I won't be. I think it's a
2: precautionary yeah. them, maybe. Yeah. and,
0: yeah. and so. that would be smart to be honest. If they do that, you know, keep keep Kemba out till like February, the All Star break. If you have to, make sure he's literally 100% for the playoffs. Because I don't want to re- like I love Kemba, and I'm not gonna harp on it for this, but. Kemba can be an absolute beast in the playoffs and he can be the difference between the conference and you know the finals. Imagine if Kemba Walker played like he did in early November that in that conference finals, we would we probably be in the finals. We probably would be. Because that, that was an absolute beast. In Toronto too as well.
1: That's why having a backup like Jeff T can come in so handy. He does he doesn't play like a backup. He plays like he could be he could be the first line right on the court if needed.
0: Right. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on in that. And, uh, you know, I brought it up in the chat that we could go over it, but I think we're going to save it for another episode. The East got really good. And I was getting nervous that we weren't going to get good. And, you know, did we get better? Did we get worse? I don't think we got worse. I don't think we got significantly better. I think we are definitely better than we were last year. But, you know, the East, there's a big, big, big improvements in the East. Obviously, Brooklyn's coming back with KD and Kyrie. Then you get the Sixers, uh, you know, with that whole new front. Office and coaching staff, you know, that might be good. Um, who else you got? Um, Toronto's going to be there, Miami's going to be there. Um, I mean, oh, Charlotte might make the playoffs this year. I mean, <laughs> they could,
2: it's
0: not, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Uh, Gordon Hayward, I mean,
2: Atlanta Rondo. loaded up, Atlanta, yeah, Atlanta. The player,
0: they have Clint Capella and Trey Young, and then who else they get? They got um, Galinari, Rondo, Gallinari. yep, Rondo. yeah, yeah, yep, they they
3: who they get with, I can't pronounce his name, the number six guy. Um, Ogun, oh, I don't, I, yeah, I mean, I'm
0: not high on that guy, but he could, uh, he could be someone, he has to, add to he has to add, to, he, he, has to add to, he, he has to add a jump shot. Uh, well, maybe that's who we're gonna, maybe that's someone we would go for then. I don't know how much Clint's making, but I mean. 22, uh, Cause I looked it up when, uh, they sent, when Houston sent him out. Yeah, cause they, uh, I really to
3: they're, they're really, uh, Getting deep at center right now. So I mean they got Clint, John Collins, who's not really a center, but you know. Uh then they got this new guy. So maybe we'll trade for Clint.
0: Who knows? I mean i mean, I just Google real quick too. Go back on the free agents for next year. Uh 2020 NBA free agents. Obviously you got LeBron, AD, Giannis, and Paul George. Yeah, Those nope. guys aren't uh Giannis could go somewhere, but Paul George, A D, LeBron and Kawhi, definitely not. Uh who else you got? Victor oladipo if you wanted him. I don't know. Drew Hall, Drew Holiday, yep. Yeah. Um, let's see who else. Donovan Mitchell, he's not going anywhere. He uh, just. I would have like. Oh, maybe this list is old. Um, what about Blake Griffin? He got him on the vet men. Would it be too bad? Like the um, minimum. not don't pay him a lot. The okay, GRD <laughs> I wouldn't mind if Blake Griffin on the minimum. I'm okay. I'm good on a veteran like, minimum. Like, where are those games? Yes, the veteran minimum. Card. not
3: signed for a veteran minimum. <laughs> might. For a veteran minimum, yes.
2: But you, you still got
3: to pay him at least 15 to 20.
2: Um, he's not going to take yeah. anything less. The veteran minimum is not possible. But all I'll say is the best ability is availability. And he has not been available for years now.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Blake Griffin's is wasting his career in Detroit. So if he wants to win one more time, he'll come to Boston.
2: I nah, was calling. Coach. He was traded.
0: Yeah, but he kind of forced a way out of L.A., didn't he, if I remember correctly? Yeah, I'm there sure he didn't say, Give me the, get me to Detroit now. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't think he said I want to say in L.A. either. Up. <laughs> yeah. Or in the, the Clippers. But uh, I don't know, definitely some interesting stuff going on with this whole offseason. But it got even inter- interesting more. No, it got more interesting today with uh, Evan Turner. I actually saw the news. It's pretty funny in the G.O.D. pod group chat. I think, Reed, I think you texted us. You were like, hey, you just got Evan Turner. And in my head, I thought, oh, as a. As a uh, as a player, that's that's unique. And then he wrote as an assistant coach, and I was like, I remember I was making the breaking news post, and I literally saved the picture and said it in the chat. I'm like, this Evan Turner as an assistant coach, and you're like, yes, that Evan Turner. Um, I mean, I was kind of floored that he would um basically retire on the spot. Um, I thought he was in Portland. You said he was in Minnesota news to me i guess um but you know he came in and he's going to replace carl lawson who is obviously a great coach and it's gonna be big shoes to fill especially for a guy that doesn't have much coaching experience but he is a 10-year nba vet former celtic um i i liked him as a celtic guy, celtics player i mean obviously we couldn't pay him the ton of money he wanted but he's a 10-year vet again load up on these vets guys obviously evan turner can't play he's a coach right but he knows his way around the league he can relate to guys like Tatum, Brown, Smart, Kemba. All those guys relate to them, and he's respected by those guys because that's a guy that came in, did his time in the league, and you know he's he's a good player and he's you know was a good guy. I think he was really good on those Philadelphia teams back in the day. So you know that definitely a guy you gotta keep your eye out on the coaching staff. Uh, definitely can make a change there.
2: Yeah, I do like the move. Uh, it's uh, he's gonna. They say he's gonna focus in player development, but I think he's perfect for the Celtics. He's. Played under Brad Stevens, he's he is a player who in 2015 16 that that Isaiah Thomas, Jake Crowder, every Bradley team kind of like bought into the, that system, and you can he can really be a spokesperson to some of these younger guys to even Tatum Brown to buy into Brad's system now because once that happens, I think this team's rolling. So he's a guy who's been a t- uh, teammate of Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. In addition to that. So you got that relationship and you got his relationship with Brad Stevens. And now he's, you won't call him like an assistant coach or like a authority figure or like a voice in the locker room focusing on player development. Uh, I think it could be a huge move for this team, even not even just to prep them for the postseason. Like Teron had a postseason run with us and they obviously fell short, but he has experience in that area. And that's the best you can ask for, for assistant coach. Especially someone who just came out of the league no less than a year ago who is apparently now retired <laughs> unofficially. unofficially. Yeah, literally broke. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: yeah, I um I agree with that. But something just like Reed said, as he played under Brad Stevens for two years, I think there's something to be said for an assistant coach. He's going to know exactly what Brad Stevens wants and when he wants it. So I like that. And he's really young. I'm a big fan of all sports, young coaches. They just have a different perspective than anybody that's on the older side. So I, I think it was a good move.
3: Yeah, I mean, he'll probably be the head coach when we uh,
0: finally fire Brad. So that'll be nice. You guys remember that take Kyle had back on what, like episode, like three of this podcast? What, what was that take? Kyle was like, "If
3: well, Brad so Stevens we'll doesn't have a championship
0: win under Brad Stevens, ever." That's what it was, and he was like, "I'm should one be for fired. one right now. <laughs> First year, no title. Boom." I mean, Got technically, you. it's been what, seven. Seven,
3: seven oh, years, yeah. Seven for
0: seven, then. <laughs> seven, years. I seven for seven. But, you know, when they go on and they went 7th Street, that's that's going to
2: be okay. a pretty bad take. Jake, Kyle still thinks Carmelo Anthony's on the thunder. Oh, my His <laughs> opinion doesn't matter. <laughs> that <laughs> was a throwback. Put the sandwich down wherever that is. We're talking. It's a chocolate bar. Yeah.
0: And it has to enjoy his chocolate. Come on. <laughs> um, he worked all day. He's trying to enjoy himself.
2: That's right. That's right.
3: Reed says Carmelo. Would you guys want Carmelo? I don't think he's signed to a team yet. So. No, he's
2: signed to. He's
0: sandwich. back in Portland. Oh, gross. <laughs> and the answer is no. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not a big Carmelo guy, but no, I like it. I like Evan Turner. Um, I mean, obviously it's a big shooter fill with Carl Lawson. She's a great coach, and um, you know, obviously she got the bigger, better gig, I guess you could say, for Duke women's basketball as a head coach. So it's definitely a spot you had to replace. I think you know Evan Turner was one of those guys you didn't see coming. Well, you know, definitely did it. And I want to know, too, like, going back to that point that you didn't see it coming, um, did Brad Stevens reach out to him? Like, you know, how did that happen? Like, I wanna, cause I'm want because i curious, because if Brad Stevens reached out to him, that really shows that, you know, Edmund Turner was a guy that really bought into the system, and that can be someone that can help the younger guys buy in. You know, the Danny Ainge vouched for him, like, who, I want to know who vouched for this guy. And it just, like, adds another former player to that list of, um, you know, coaches. Obviously, the NBC Sports guy, um, well, I mean, there's a lot of those guys remaining now, but, you know, obviously a couple of those guys, that were there, they kind of witnessed a lot of it. Scal's a former player, former champion. The GOAT, the White Mamba, right there. And then, uh, uh, who else is on that? You know, obviously Mike seen it all. Grandy Cedric, all those guys, they've seen it. So, you know, just more people to add around these guys that have been around the league for a little bit. And Leon Po too, that's the other guy. Almost forgot about him. Uh, you know, core person on that 2018 team and came in assistant coach on the team. And, you know, so just... Keeps surrounding these young guys with with pieces, obviously with the off you know the offseason moves with Teague and Thompson, and just the guys around the organization because you know that's what we that's what they need they need to just I experience think that, it just to keep keep
2: moving forward. Yeah, I think a move like Turner is something for the long haul. Like you saw how he came in from filling Indiana prior to Boston, that he was just kind of like a mid-level kind of guy, like not nothing too great. He'll be serviceable, provide serviceable minutes. He left, but his. Place style in Boston is what earned him a four-year $64 million from Portland and he left. He never played up to those expectations, but he's someone how did he get that? He bought into Brad's system and the best thing he can do is to force upon these guys to buy into the system for a larger goal. He wasn't able to achieve a larger goal when he was in Boston himself, but this team in 2020-2021 is much more talented than teams in
0: 2015-16. Yeah, imagine, I remember that. He came, in, he came into Boston, I think, on the $11 million contract. I think it was Two years for eleven million, I think total, and then he he signed a four year for like twenty two or something like that. Sixty four, you yeah, know, four sixty four. I remember. Which is in, that's insane, uh, that's like crazy money, but obviously a good pickup for the Celtics. Evan Turner, great guy, great player. I'm curious to see how he's going to be as an assistant coach, and I guess Kyle thinks he's going to be the next Celtics head coach. No, I don't know who's going to be the next head coach, but already it's going to be the yeah, G O D is making uh, his comeback. Well, no, he's going to work for
3: NBCS Boston because Kyle Reaper just moved to SAC.
0: So. Yeah, they got a lot of job openings. We should all apply there. Yeah, right. RTW times NBC Sports Boston. We already
3: worked with NBC Golf,
0: so hey, make it happen. We did. We already have the connection. Look at that. We, we'd be a perfect match. Yeah. The GRD oh. podcast and the Celtics Talk podcast, all mixed in one. Hey. It's a nice big podcast. Anything beats scal, That's all i got to say. Scal could come on. I'd love to have Scal on this podcast. Are you kidding me? Scal's a great guy. He has a play by play. He's a big three champion. He's an NBA champion. It's a white mamba. That title was earned to it. That was not given. The white mamba's earned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If
3: he comes on, I'll ask him. <laughs> no, I won't ask go one. there. No, I won't go there.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, final words, guys. You guys want to end with the final word?
2: Uh, the season's starting up soon. Just got kinda... I'm little nervous about this quick turnaround, but um, my, my biggest fear is that we're all fatigued from that playoff run this past season. In the Eastern Conference, that where he's drained us all and with Kemba's knee, but that much remains to be seen. I am optimistic. I think it will be a big year for our core guys and Tatum and Brown, but I'm excited to get started again. I miss that stress. You miss the stress of Celtic basketball. I'm with you on that one. I'll give you that.
3: Well, um, huh. uh, I'd like to congratulate Jalen Brown and uh, Jason Tatum on being selected to the All-Star team this year. Congratulations on that. Um, also, congratulations Lakers for winning back-to-back titles. Uh, everyone expected you to, and you went out and did it. Uh, you know, signing Montrez Harrell. Uh, you know, kind of unfair, but we'll we'll go with it, I guess. Uh, and then also, uh, I'm sorry to see you go, Brad Stevens. You try. You had eight years in Boston. Um, yeah, that, that's it. But you didn't ever get to the
0: the promised land. So see you on your next team. Kyle, you know how you have the background of the banners, yeah, the Raptors. I want you to put a bandwagon for next episode. Like, Why you know, wagons? Because you just bandwagoned over to the Lakers. Come on.
3: They're if you're telling me they're not winning a title this year, I'm gonna tell you to go fuck yourself. Like,
0: <laughs> not, not if they don't win a title team. this year. Kyle's bandwagon I mean, to the to the
3: traders. Well, they did bench depth, and that's ex- they got the first they got the reigning six man of the year and then they signed the runner up for six man of the year. So it's like title secured. Like the song does not secure title, Kyle. No, I guarantee it. Title. Apples man. Clip it. Emma, yeah.
0: Final words.
1: Um Tristan Thompson, keep an eye out for him. I think he's gonna do big things. He's gonna work well with um Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum.
0: Uh, my final words right here. Hey, Hayward situation, Danny made the move. So, I guess, I, I mean, I'm still going to call him Greedy Danny. So, he doesn't want that exception. But, hey, he did something. I'm happy. Uh, i curious to see what it's going to be, whether it's a guy like Giannis Beal or whatever free agent or package he gets for it. Uh, Evan Turner, assistant coach. Very happy to see that former guy coming in. And it, also,
2: the- I think uh, Suggs fans can calm down saying now we have at least one Turner in green. <laughs> Yep, we have a Turner in green. He's back in
0: green, like back in black but back in green. And, obviously, the big two free agents, uh, Tristan Thompson and Jeff Teague. And Oh, and also, he didn't even touch on it, throwing in the final word right here, Jason Tatum, he signed the max extension. I think it was a uh, 160 with incentives for 195. So, grass to him. Secured the bag. Good job, Jason Tatum. Well, now you got to secure the championship, though. Kyle doesn't think he can do it this year. I think he can, though. You're not doing it. Sorry, bud. <laughs> but that's been the final word. That's been the GRD Podcast. Guys, thank you so much for watching, and we'll catch you guys next week.